On today's episode of the Andre Segovia Show, I wrap up my series on the transaction that almost killed me. Now, you missed the first two, you're not going to understand what's happening in the third part. So by all means, just like Lord of the Rings, go all the way to the first one because this story isn't recapping anything. But just a reminder, it's mostly an audio experience. I hope you enjoy. Previously on the Andrew Segovia Show, I got $1,000 out of my pocket and I handed it to... Those tenants. I told them, I expect you to give me my money back after you receive your funds when I close this deal. Because I will close this deal. And they agreed. And we both walked to our vehicles. You're listening to The Andre Segovia Show. This is the Andres Segovia Show, and I am your host, Andres Segovia. Thank you so much for joining me on this conclusion of my short sell nightmare. I did this on purpose for this month, just to change something up, and because it's scary storytelling season, so I'm like, why not, right? This is the perfect timing for you, me to share with you the trauma that I endured having to deal with a short sell where everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And as far as I've covered, I haven't even told you everything because it could, this would just balloon to such so, so long because it was something that happened over several months. But now we proceed to the conclusion of the story, the abridged version, if you would, uh, of my short sale nightmare, the transaction that almost killed me. I was able to secure the keys for the tenants. So I told the, the buyers that the tenants were gone. I told the sellers the tenants were gone. We were clear to close escrow. We had Thanksgiving weekend coming up, though. So that kind of sucked. And uh, that Wednesday, uh, because it was a Tuesday that I got the keys. Wednesday, um, I, I, the, the buyer calls me and says that their home inspector wants to go see it. I'm like, home inspector? It's a short sale for sale as is. But, you know, whatever. So then I'm like, I, I play ball. I show up to the property, the home inspector's going in, they want to get an assessment of how everything's going or whatever. And we're supposed to record on, the, I believe it was Friday, but it was going to be too short. So everything's going to be ready for the Monday thereafter, um, after Thanksgiving. So we had recording schedule for Monday. The home inspector goes uh, Wednesday and like they walk it through, checks everything. I'm like, yeah, you know, there it is. Uh, tenants are gone like I said they were and I, oh, okay great 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 okay so then I was done and when um, all said and done uh, they they walk away like alright let's get the funds transferred over on, on Friday so we can close escrow on Monday when we get through uh, for the recording it's like okay cool so then Friday comes around we have recording scheduled uh, for Monday so on Monday uh, when I call in and ask because it, it was supposed to be a Monday morning recording it's like hey Monday morning like, cause you know, Friday after after Black Friday is kind of like a day off, so not much happens. So I talked to escrow. It's like, hey, how the recording goes? Like, oh, we canceled recording. What do you mean you canceled recording? Oh, because uh, your buyer called to cancel. I'm like, excuse me? What do you mean my buyer called to cancel recording? So I didn't hear anything about this. Yeah, they called me and said they're, they're not going to wire because they didn't send the funds over and they they, they, they said cancel the recording. Like, wait, 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 wait. What the hell is this? So then 
I hang up. I call my buyer. It's like, hey, what the hell is going on? Who gave you authority to call the, the, the escrow to cancel escrow? I mean, to cancel the recording. You didn't tell me anything. Oh, Andres, it's because the home, home inspection report came back and there's asbestos in the ceiling. Excuse me. You're buying an as-is home and you did get to see it ahead of time. I, by courtesy, gave you a home inspection. Oh, you didn't really give us much time to do a home inspection. You had over a month if you really wanted to get a home inspector in there to get the home inspector in there. And I got the home inspector in there as a courtesy on an as-is transaction. Now you're telling me you either want to back out or you want some kind of credit on a short sell? It's like, well, yeah. It's like, that's not how it works here. This was an as-is transaction. No repairs, no credits. That was the conversation. If I take this back to the bank, which I know they're going to say no, but if I take this back to the bank, they're going to turn this down. It's like, uh, well, sorry, Andres. It's just that uh, we didn't know about the asbestos. You didn't give us much time to do this. Like, you had over a month. You can't tell me I didn't give you time. You have plenty of time. But I know what you're doing here. This is a game. But I'll see what I can do. Maybe there is a credit I can secure for you. If I can secure a $5,000 credit from the bank, is that enough? Oh, wow, that's even more than what we expected. Um, sure, if you can go ahead and do that. It's like, I'll get to the bottom of this. I call the bank. I tell the bank, yo, hey, um, um, you know how there was $5,000 that uh, you were... See, I didn't tell you all the details. This is from the HUD-1 report that was... Settlement reports are being back and forth from between escrow and the bank. So, so there's five thousand dollars that uh, that was um, in limbo, that was meant to go to the uh, to the previous buyer, but we got a new buyer. So that was never really determined where it would land. Would it be okay? Because now the buyers are complaining that something came up in the home inspection report that uh, possibly would hurt the, um, the the resale value of their property. So they're wondering if if possibly we can adjust the HUD and escrow forms that the 5000 could go as a credit to the buyer for um, miscellaneous repairs or asbestos. And the bank contacts like, you know, yeah, yeah, that should be fine. Well, well, I'll talk to my superior so we can get the documentation all worked out and everything. Like, okay, thank you. So they're getting that worked out in the meanwhile. And in the meanwhile, I'm contacting escrow. It's like, you guys need to have your closing documents lined up in order properly. But there will be one more change. There's a credit going to the buyer eventually. So please get it done. Like, okay, cool. So in the middle of all this, I've been talking back and forth with my transaction coordinator, my TC, the one working in the shadows like they normally do. So I contacted her, I said, look, we're getting close to close. So can you make sure that everything's in order? Andres, everything seems to be in order here. Okay, can you do me a favor then? Can you have the manager just give it a quick look-see before we hand him the finalized forms? Oh yeah, he, he, that's great, that's a good idea. So we can make sure everything's in order before we close. Yes, thank you. Because we had to postpone escrow a little bit, so we got some time. So they take the, uh, she takes the, uh, the file and puts it on my manager's desk. About, I would say, two hours later, I'm getting panicked emails and phone calls, not from my buyer, not from my seller, not from the bank, not from the tenants, not from my transaction coordinator. Well, yeah, kind of. I was getting panicked emails and phone calls from my office. And then my managing broker calls me. Andres, we have a serious problem with your file. What, what happened? The Department of Real Estate just showed up to do a surprise audit 
and your file is full of, inco- of, of errors and incompletions. It's like, what? Like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, you're missing, you're missing uh, documents here and, and everything else, you know? I'm like, it's like, well, yeah, because the transaction is not over. It's like, what do you mean it's not over? We're still in escrow. We're not done yet. My TC just did a QC, a quick quality control check on it, and everything is set in order. But we put it on on Leonard's desk just to make sure that we're not missing anything. So in case we are, we can go back and get it. But we're not. We haven't closed escrow. He's like, "Oh my goodness, yeah," because the DRE was just getting ready to suspend licenses and levy fines. Like, "Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry about that." Like, I was literally just asking if Leonard could just do a quick uh, a, a preliminary QC on it he's like oh okay well the DRE did a QC for you in this case and they say they want this and that I'm like okay great now I know but I'm sorry for the panic but no that's not a finished file yeah we're sorry it just ha- it just so happened that your file was the only thing sitting on his desk when they got in there so I'm like oh man I'm so sorry for the panic that the entire office shut down because of this one file and it was about ready to bring the entire company down that's how bad it was like no we're not done i'm sorry i'm sorry no no it's like okay but at least i know what else they want so good good um that's actually the best qc we can get so i tried finding a little humor in what could have been a disaster that's like the irs for for brokers you know that's terrible so um we got all that squared away and uh i get a call from the bank like, hey, Andres, uh, Mark Real Estate. Yeah, that's me. It's like, yeah, so and so from the bank. It's like, oh, hey, what's up? What do we got? Yeah, um, the, the the credit that the buyers want. Yeah, we can't do that. Uh, like like we have it right now, but we could do it. We just gotta start the whole process all over again. It's like, what process? Um, we gotta renegotiate, so we gotta go all the way back to the beginning. So we do have to restart the, the, the clock all the way back two months and then go through the procedures again and we have to submit all new documents for uh, to that effect. What? Uh, I have a phone call to make. <clears throat> so I call up my buyer. buyer you're messing with the wrong guy with the stunt that you pulled here the bank just said we're gonna restart the process all over again and you know what I have two other buyers waiting in the wings because I did and I do I've already contacted them for their best and final offer for this property because if I have to start this all over again I'm not doing it with you and guess what? The only way you get your deposit back is if the seller agrees to release the funds too. It's not just a one-party agreement. It's a two-party agreement. And knowing my seller, he's not going to let that money go. So it's going to stay in escrow until we close this deal. Like, Andres, you can't do that. It is. It's on the liquidated damages clause. It's there. You're pulling out, trying to play hardball because you think you're being chip shot because you guys are investors. You're not buying a home to live in it. I know that. I, I'm, not, I'm not falling for that trick. So what's it going to be? Are we going to close this deal or do I have to go with one of my other offers because I have to start the deal all over again anyway and I'm not going to go through it with you. 
Andres, we want to close the deal, but we, we, we want some money back for, for, the, for the asbestos problem. The property was built before 1978. You cannot say you didn't know about the asbestos. Every single property built before 1978 had asbestos in it. And you know that. You just want money out of this thing. So we understand on this. We look. We already cut it pretty thin. We worked ball with you. We 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 stay with. We stay through and through with you and all this and that. It's like, look, look. If you're serious about closing this thing, this is my last pitch effort to get this done. The last pitch. You take it or you leave it. If I secure a credit to you out of my commission for X amount of dollars, will you take it and wire the funds? It's coming out of your commission. That's not what we're asking for, Andres. At least the buyers were honest enough about that because they thought they were getting it from the bank. But I told them, I'll get it done from my side. Like, well, Andres, if you're serious about that, well, we don't want it to come out of your pocket, but if you're going to do that, then yes, but uh, as you know, we're going to need that in writing because the only way we'll, um, we'll be able to say we secured that. I will get it for you. Wire the funds. So I contacted my my manager. I told him about the situation. And they're like, Andres, that commission is for the office, it's not for you. No, no, I understand how, how this works, uh, um, sir. I'm not asking you to take it from the gross. I'm telling you to take it from the net. You're getting it out of my check, not the broker's check. You sure you want to do this? I need to move on with my life. I said, okay, we'll do it. So we got that settled. It's signed to that effect. I forwarded to the buyers. They were happy with that. I forwarded to escrow. Balance your final documents with this number in it. There's the buyer's credit coming out this way. And get this done so we can close escrow. And meanwhile, I'm getting contacted by the tenant. Hey, Andres, we didn't get the wire. Yes, I know. You didn't get the wire because my buyer called to cancel the recording so we couldn't send the wires yet because they were having problems with the house condition. I've already settled that and we're back on track. We should be closing by Friday of this week. It's like, okay, great. So that means you should expect the money by Friday this week. It's like, thank you. <laughs> Did you think we closed that Friday? <laughs> Oh, man. You know, they say if you don't use your math, you forget it. The bank got the settlement statement. They're like, what is this? The math doesn't add up. I'm like, why are you asking me? Escrow said it to you. But let me look into it. <clears throat> I contacted escrow. Then I saw that they had no idea what the hell they were doing. And the previous escrow officer that had gone back, had stepped away, now had to come back again to finalize the summations that the new escrow officer didn't know how to do. Screwing all this up. We had to delay the recording again. The funds did come in because the buyers were like, Andres, wow, we didn't think you'd be able to secure this and that fast. So I'm a broker and I know what I'm doing. So the escrow kept screwing up again, of course, because why wouldn't they? And 
We couldn't record that Friday. Tenants, reach out to me. Hey. Um. You didn't, uh, no, we didn't get the wire. It's like, yeah, I know. It got pushed to Monday. I was on delivery the news, I'm sorry. So I let them know. It's like, Friday is, uh, Monday is the day, okay? I made sure everything's there. I reviewed all the documentation. I made sure that that form was properly balanced for the buyer, the seller, the bank. And this time it was. <clears throat> they were sent out. So we funded. And on Monday, the wires are going out. I call it on Monday. Has the wire gone out? Monday morning. Not yet. It's coming. I call later in the morning. Has it? It's about 30 minutes. At noon, did you send it? It's not ready yet. What the hell is taking so long? I had the buyer calling too. They were calling the escrow. They weren't going, going through me. It's like, because they needed an Hey, is it recorded or what, what's going on? Because wires were going out and the credit needed, needed to be sure that it was being secured for the for the buyers too. No, um, so uh, the bank was like asking, where's, where's their stuff? And yeah, so... Um, I called the the um, escrow around 2 p.m. and they said, "Yeah, we sent the late wire." Okay. So <clears throat> the tenant was texting me that we haven't got the wire yet. I said, "Yeah, can you please check it after two o'clock?" He's like, "Yeah, okay." After two o'clock came, Andres, we didn't get the wire. I told him, the wires were sent. Maybe because of the late wire, you'll get it on Tuesday. I'm so sorry about this. It's like, so, it's okay. They're like, but believe me, the wire went out, okay? And I even forwarded the email from escrow. It's like, here's the proof. Escrow sent the wire. It's like, okay, okay, thank you. 2.27 p.m. that Monday, December 6th, if I'm not mistaken. Or December 8th. I think it was the 6th. I get a call from the tenant. She's crying. She says, Andres, we got the wire. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and then she tells me uh, when her husband got home that uh, when, when he got there and found his wife crying, he's like, why are you crying? It's like, we got the money. And the husband said, you mean he was telling the truth the whole time? <laughs> like, finally something going my way, right? Like, woo! We got that going. Talked to the buyer. You satisfied? Here are the keys. So I met up with them. It's like, here are the keys. And in my heart, I said, I'd never have to see you again. <laughs> but then the buyer said this, because they're investors. So Andres, we dealt with so many brokers and agents throughout the years. Everybody talks the talk. You're the first one that does what you say you will do. Everything you said you will get done, you got done. We have not been able to find in the years we've been investing in real estate. You're the real deal. And please keep us in mind if you ever have any other properties you come your way. Thank you. Was all I said. And I walked away. One more thing. The seller. I couldn't go to him yet though. Because I needed to secure the settlement with the bank. And for that, I needed to call the bank. So I was calling daily since we closed escrow. Hey, has the short sale been approved? 
because they still had to approve it. Uh, we closed escrow, the, the funds have been distributed, everything. Um, uh, 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 we settled here. They're like, uh, no, it still shows unsettled. Like, oh my goodness. So I had to call every day. And one day, um, uh, they, they, they couldn't find the file. I'm like, oh my goodness, are you for real? It's like, I'm calling about this file. Like, we have nothing on that file. I'm like, I've been waiting for that thing to, 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 to settle. Now you can't find the file? Like, oh, you're, you're saying you, you successfully negotiated your short sale? Yes, absolutely. We closed escrow on this date. I've been calling every day. They've been saying it's not settled and they haven't, so therefore they haven't approved it. They're like, oh, you're all good then. It's like, why? Because we can't find it. Therefore, it's settled. And the letter will be sent to the um, to the to the seller uh, to the property owner shortly for a successful short sale negotiations. Um, but yeah, we can't find it here. That means it's settled. Otherwise, it would stay here. Well, then this is good news. It's like yes, okay, okay, woo, all right. So uh, we closed escrow, and I did an edible arrangements order. I was getting it lined up. Um, but before I sent it out, I went to go meet with the with the with the property owner and seller. Remember, they had like six other properties that were also needed to go into short sale, and the banks were wanting wanting, wanting the the short sale before the foreclosure. I showed up to speak to them. It's like, all right, here it is. Here are the final documents. I'm here to go over with you. These are your closing documents that I meant for you. I picked them up so I could especially deliver them for you. First off, to thank you for your business, and to show you this is the bank that settled with this uh, uh, with this buyer and what was paid out to my office and they saw the commission and they saw the commission that's what you got paid yes for the for my the fee for a short sale from my office and all the services involved yes that is my fee and that's for you you can't you can't share any of that this is for my office sir what you're asking is illegal, and I won't do it. Just looked back, and he just couldn't believe it. Like, this came from the bank, not from your pocket. Nothing came from your pocket. It was a settlement done with the bank. Like, there's no way we could have gotten some cash out of this transaction. No, because you are in debt to the bank, and the bank settled it. So this is proof that it was settled and it helps your credit but I understand you have many other and many other uh, pro- uh, properties that are also undergoing the same thing it is in your interest if at all possible that you do the same that you did with this one and before I forget that you're something you're going to need for all of those because apparently um, it looks like you did a blanket second mortgage. That means all of the other properties also have a second mortgage on it. I was able to secure this document from the bank that says that those mortgage, that mortgage has been settled. So they don't have to lay claim on any of it. This document, sir, is gold. And it's yours. This is what you got out of this transaction. Proof. He's like, thank you. Thank you so much. I know we've been really tough, he said. We just want you to know you've done a hell of a job. And we thank you. Thank you too, sir. Thank you for your business. 
And with that, I left. I didn't want to tell them that I didn't want to do the other jobs. I don't want them. I don't want them. I didn't want them. So I didn't pursue them. So I left. And when I got back to my office, I ordered an edible arrangement. I sent an edible arrangement to the seller to thank him. And I also sent an edible arrangement to the attorney from the bank in Louisiana and to the vice president that was upset that she answered the phone for me when I was begging her to help me in the situation. So I sent her an edible arrangement too. To which effect she called me back. She said, thank you for the edible arrangements. It's, there was a very nice gesture of yours for me and my office and your letter of gratitude. It was uh, touching. Thank you. Normally, no, we don't, like, in this business, we don't see that kind of courtesy. I told him, I, I couldn't have done this without you. I, I, so I wanted to know, and I want to show you my appreciation. My tenants got their money. My sellers got their settlement with the, with the bank for the debt. And my buyers got a property. And I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you. She's like, thank you very much. We hope there's more people out there like you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. One last party. I get a text message. It was a phone call too, but it was more of a text message uh, as a follow-up. Andres, um, where can we meet you to give you your money back that you gave us the tenants? I'm like, oh, the Starbucks on this on this road that was close to the property. Like, okay, yeah, we'll meet at this day on this time. So I get there. She's there with her kids. I'm like, hey, hey, how you guys doing? She's like, did she tell me the whole story about how nerve-wracking it all was and and that everybody said that you ran away with the money, then the money came through, and then the shockwave that's going through her family, they couldn't believe that you were the real deal. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I really appreciate that after all this. Um, I told her, I'm not helping them with the other properties, I told her. I'm only helping with this one. This was too much for me to handle, and I don't want to do it again. <clears throat> so... This is the last short sale I will ever deal with. I'm sorry for all the pain you had to go through as well. But uh, this thing nearly killed me. And I don't want to go through that emotional distress that affected my entire family as well. So she's like, I understand. So here's the money that you gave me. You can count it. I'm like, I trust you. I put it in my pocket. And I sat down. We talked for a little bit more. I gave her my card. Look, uh, anything that ever comes down the road, you ever need support, you can reach out to me. And she's like, yes. And will everybody know you're the only realtor they should work with? <laughs> Thank you so much. And despite everything, I, I really wish you have a, um, I wish you best of luck and make the most of Christmas. Merry Christmas. She's like, Thank you. Merry Christmas to you too. I wish the little ones goodbye. And I left. I left. And the last part of this entire puzzle was the documents from escrow I needed to get to my office. So I needed to go to to the escrow to pick it up. So I went there. Here's everything. This, for, this is the broker's package. I have to deliver it to my office. I'm like, all right, I got it. They, the manager came out there, was apologizing. Everybody was trying to say, like, hey, man, uh, like I know this was tough. And uh, we, we all toughed it out. And, and we, we got it done and this and that. I'm like, yeah. You guys need to fix your problems big time. Because I can't do work like this again with you guys. 
They're like, yeah, sorry. Look, but if you ever reconsider, man, we'll, we'll, we'll give you, we'll give you a, an escrow credit, a, a discount or something for, for, the, for the hardships that happen here. Because the previous escrow officer actually was able to force a credit on the escrow fee on the final statements because of the headache that they caused. There was no way I was going to pay them or they were going to get paid for a crappy service that they did. So uh, they were able to deduct, uh, discount that. And as a courtesy, they extended a discount for a future transaction that I never gave them because I will not return there for that. Especially since the previous escrow officer kept true to her word, finished my file and left to um, better pastures, greener pastures. So I got the broker's package and I delivered it to my office. I'm like, here it is. This is it. My short sale nightmare. And they're like, wow. That was quite a ride, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So here it is. Um, and yeah, just uh, let me know when I can pick up my cut. They're like, yeah, you know, Andres, we don't we don't do five percent on our transactions for for short sales. Yeah, I know that's what I agreed to. They're like, yeah, but just now you know for next time, don't go below six because of everything you gotta put through, everything you gotta go through for these transactions. But yeah, I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. So I left. Remember, I negotiated with the bank. Um, I brought them to the table because I told them I got a, an approved contract of vendor on their list to provide a bid for the property. I had a buyer waiting on the wings. And I was willing to do this transaction for 5%, not knowing what I was getting into. In hindsight, yeah, I should have charged more. But here's something interesting. The bank paid the 6%. <laughs> like, wait, what? They paid the 6% commission. So even though I gave up some of my commission to the buyer to get them to close this damn deal, um, the the hit wasn't as big because there was 1% more that came. So to that, I gave all thanks to God. <laughs> you made it happen. And then I was able to sleep for, for Christmas. Because I couldn't enjoy Thanksgiving. Such a bad, stressful, stressful day. And it was calamity all around. And I dragged everybody. I dragged escrow. I dragged title. I dragged the buyer. I dragged the tenants. I dragged the sellers. I dragged the bank. I even had to drag my office at some point because some of the documents that I already sent weren't, weren't being done properly. So I had to do it myself. <clears throat> because I don't blame them. Is just so chaotic. It's like, where is it? It's there. I'll hand deliver it if I have to because you lost it in the emails. It's okay. Just so much. So all in all, I got it done. And I'll never ever do a short sell again. And thus concludes my short sell nightmare tale. Told in three parts. Now you understand why I didn't tell it before. Because this thing... There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that could go wrong and did go wrong, and it came down to the wire too. So when I was faced with a challenge that almost looked insurmountable recently from one of my buyers, it was cake compared to this. Were there some nerves in there? Oh yeah, sure. But I was unfazed. I slept like a baby because I've been through the fire. I didn't get burned. I got strengthened and purified. 
So prepare me for everything that comes forward because I look for solutions, I don't look for the problems. I prepare for the problems. And then get the answers and solutions to move on. If I run into an immovable object, then I know when this unstoppable force needs to move elsewhere. But until then, I'm gonna give it my all. Which is why, if you ever need a realtor, professional, on your side, that will look after your interests, I'm your guy. So here's where I do my altar call. So if you ever need real estate services, the place where you go check out my real estate information is www.segoviares.com. Segoviares.com. If you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at andres at segoviares.com. Andres at segoviares.com. My direct number is 714-512-2041. 714-512-2041. I'm Andres Segovia, associate broker at Mark 1 Real Estate in Orange County. My license number is 01909449. So need some assistance you want a consultation then by all means pick up the phone text me email me reach me throughout any of the socials because anywhere you go to find my information it'll always lead you straight to me so for everything else go to www.deandressigovia.com and my contact information will also be posted in the show notes for each of these three part episodes well this episode in three parts uh, for your reference so that does it for this long arc in October we return to real estate news talk and a bunch of other stuff in the next one so until then be safe this holiday season okay I know there's scary stuff out there so be safe and be kind to one another and I'll see you on the next one